bent in awe and wonder and just absolute praise and worship to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It breaks my heart when I catch myself being a, being a curmudgeon or all those things that I can do because my day didn't go right or my world is a little tweaked from somewhere other than where I want it to be. It breaks my heart that even I as a pastor am not consistently in his presence, right? The shepherd, the one who's leading the way. And I fall short of his glory. I fall short of his praise. And then I sing those songs and Easter comes along and we're singing and it just hits you again. It hits you again, the, the realness of it. It saddens me in some ways to think that some people will never, never know. They'll never accept Christ for who he is and what he did and where they'll end up. Some of that's by choice. Some of that's by not knowing the truth, the fullness of the gospel. So what do we do? What do we do? We sit behind our stained glass windows, nice crimson carpets, and we sing songs of praise. It's good. It's good and it's right to sing songs of praise to Jesus Christ for what he did. For what he does on a daily for us. It's good. So please say it so. That's weird. This. That's interesting. We don't want to see that. <laughs> well, you might not get video up there today. There it is. So please say it so. He said he must come and die. And they missed it. They missed it. Mom and dad have told their children to look both ways before they cross the street for years. My prayers you don't miss that. Traffic sign says stop. My prayers you don't miss that. The red light means stop. The green light means go. And I pray that you don't miss that. My favorite as a blonde is the door says pull, and I pray you don't miss that, as I have many times. <laughs> the Word of God says he would come, and it says that he would die, and it says that he would rise. And that's my ultimate prayer, is that you don't miss that. You see, because God has been speaking for thousands of years, thousands of years. The word tells us to live a righteous life, to be kind and to love our neighbor, 
And I pray you don't miss that. The word says to pray for your enemy. And I pray you don't miss that. The word says a lot of stuff. A lot of just amazing and beautiful things. But today, today marks the beginning of the reality of everything that it said. And I pray you don't miss today. I pray you don't miss what's said in the gospel message. I pray, I pray that this weekend isn't your only weekend in church. And I pray that this weekend isn't the only weekend that you love, honor, and worship God the Father. Amen? Amen. He said he must come and die. And today, they hung him on a cross. Amos 8, 9. And on that day, declares the Lord God, I will make the sun go down at noon and darken the earth in broad daylight. Isaiah 53, 1 through 12. And you can turn to your Bible. I'm just paraphrasing here. You'll see that I have some dots in there to tell you where I'm at. But this whole thing, let me just turn to it and read it. I don't want to feel like I'd be ripping you off if I didn't. Paul, could you pop on those lights over there? It's funny how as you get older, you, you really need that light to see. The words do not change size on the page, but somehow I see them as though they just grew. All right. Ethan, if you could hold that. <laughs> Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a, a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men bide their, hide their face, he was despised. We esteemed him not. Surely he's borne out griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He is oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people, and they made his grave with the wicked. 
and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence, and there was no dissent, no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul he he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous. And he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to the death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Written nearly a thousand years before Jesus actually came. How long does it take to get the point through? How many times do you have to hear the message before it lands in here? And with Christ, it's not just the message in here. It's getting the message into here. Christ died for us. He died to take away our sin. What is it that we're not getting? What is it that the church around the world is missing? How many times do we have to celebrate his death, burial, and resurrection before we kick it in the tail feathers and get moving and doing what he's called us to do? How many times? If you want a somber service, if you want to think about his death, that's great, but think about his life that's coming on Sunday because Friday ain't no good without Sunday. Because if Friday was just a Friday when he died, then the rest is nothing. This is the beginning of the fulfillment of the promise. You see, they missed all the stop signs. They missed all the signs that said he's coming in glory. He's coming to do miracle signs and wonders. They missed it all. But he still came. He knew. He knew how we are. He knows. He knows. And he chose to love us. He chose to follow the Father. And here we sit. Jesus Christ, I take you as my Lord and my Savior. To you only do I worship. I surrender my life to you, Lord. But I can't help that person. Yeah, God, I'm not going to do that. The beautiful thing is, it's not condemnation that will move this nation. It's the crucifixion and the resurrection that will move the hearts and the feet of the people to the streets where we are called to go and love. 
And that's something we should celebrate. Why is Good Friday Good Friday? Because today we get to realize, today we can make that choice again and again and again and again and as many times as it takes to actually get it from our head to our hearts and right down to our feet and our hands so that the blood that flows to our fingertips and to the ends of our little toesies causes us to walk around not just our bed of rosies but around the streets. You see, Jesus died today. He died so that we might live, but we walk around as though we're dead, like we have a choice anymore. I made my choice, and my choice is to follow my Savior. That's my choice. What does that mean? That means that I, like he, will go and love my neighbor. That I will go to the highways and the byways, and I will preach the gospel, and I will love people that I didn't even think I could like. You see, because when I'm operating in the spirit, something else moves inside of me. Something moves inside of me to do something that I haven't done, but I got to get out of my own way. You see, I got to take the blood of Christ and I got to realize that it flows within me. That Jesus' death wasn't just an accident. This isn't just another weekend. This isn't just another church service. This is that beautiful time when we can realize, recognize that our Savior died to day hallelujah because if he didn't die today then he couldn't rise Sunday and he didn't die for Cadbury eggs so Lord we love you and we thank you we thank you Father God that your word is sharp and it cuts through it pierces It pierces the heart of anybody who's willing to listen. And so, Father God, I I pray today you bring a broadsword and you wipe away. You hack off the bits and the pieces of the world that we are holding on to. The Lord God, today as we we commit to a fast, as we begin this, this weekend, Father God, I pray that you would break it off. Break off all the chains, break off all the ties, break off all the lies. Help us to move our feet, Father God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus for healing, in the mighty name of Jesus, that the afflictions in this house that come in would be no longer, Father God, that you would heal the sick and make the lame walk again, Father God, that you would heal cancer in the name of Jesus, just as your word says, Father God, make your church alive again. Make your church alive again, Father God. Help the blood flow through your church that we will see healings, that mothers and fathers will love their children like they're called to, that the church will love your people again. Father, pour out your spirit on us. We love you. We surrender it all to you. Thanks isn't great enough. So, Father, might we live our lives indebted to your service. Amen. So Matthew 26, 39, and 42, it says, so we talked about this up here, yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession on our transgressions, but it talks in there about how he had to fulfill the scripture. He had to fulfill the scripture. It's important because otherwise he's just a dude dying on a tree. And we find two of them that very day dying on a tree with him. And I find this, I find this funny, and I, 
I just had this thought about in, in the world of the church and theological world, we, we debate. Some people say that Jesus Christ has come back a second time already. So his second coming was then. They're called a preterist. Not a predator, but a preterist. And so they believe that the second coming of Christ has already come. But for the rest of us, we read the word of God and we see that Jesus is coming back. Now, isn't it funny that here in this, when he goes to the grave and he prays to his father, how many times did he go? 39 and 42. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And again in 42, again for the second time he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pay, pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Are you willing to listen to the will of the father? He's not asking that you die a fleshly death but that you die to flesh, that you die to the world, that you die to the service of this world and worship and praise him. Right? So what's his will? What's his will? That the church be activated, that those who follow him would do that of which his son did and greater. Right? That means that we have the audacity to pray, to pray fervently for people who need prayer who need healing and we stand in faith whether we see the miracle or whether we don't because another true miracle is coming regardless of what happens here on earth eternity with the father because jesus made that happen it's a win-win we're always searching for the win-win aren't we well here's the win-win but we choose to walk as though we lose and hope like heck that one day we're there We know from the word that one day those who have even laid hands on the sick will not be gathered up with them. Where's your heart? Where's your heart? You see, because Jesus shows us the love of the Father. He shows us how beautiful God is by what he does. The way that he follows him. The way that he follows the Father and does the will of the Father. And where, where do we sit? Where do we stand? You see, we can't, we can't just keep doing church. We can't just keep doing whatever little bit it takes enough to make us feel good. But how beautiful to walk every day knowing that you've done the will of the Father. That when he lays that person on your heart at work or wherever it is to pray for them, that you go and you pray for them. It's hard to believe after 15 years of pastoring, I'm finally getting sick and tired of walking past people when God says to pray for people. Like I'm just reaching this point in my life where I don't give a rip and stinky do what anybody says. I got to put my faith in the Lord. I have to. I have to walk differently than I've done. Because there's something greater. There's something better for me right here on this earth and there's something better for me in eternity so I surrender my will and my life over to the care of God the Father and I walk in his blessing each and every day amen 
Like how bad is it to be called a whatever somebody wants to call you because they can't see the Father yet. But when you start breaking down those walls and start building those relationships and you start allowing people to see who Christ is truly, not what our reputation of the church is, but who Christ is. You see, we are a representation of Christ and therefore when we walk, we carry the reputation of Christ. So how you walk betrays Christ and you might be the only Jesus that people see. So today, on this day, on Good Friday, you see the blood of Jesus spilled for you. Will you spill it out for him? It comes in love. It comes in open arms. I know that it's a struggle from day to day. Matthew 26, 53 and 54, do you think that I cannot appeal to my father and he will at once send me more than 12 legions of angels? But how then should the scripture be fulfilled that it must be so? You see, Jesus had a, had a job to do. He knew it. He was blessed to do it. You've had thousands of years of writings talking about this savior, this chosen one, the one who was chosen, the one who is meant to come and save the world has been spoken about. We read it in Amos, we read it in Isaiah. There are many other accounts of it. Many other accounts of it. What is it going to take for us to see and do something different than what we've done? What's it going to take? How much more? How much more will it take? 55 and 56, at that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day, I sat in the temple teaching and you did not seize me, but all this has taken place that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. We've been talking about this for a couple of weeks, how when we leave here on Sunday or Saturday or whenever you go to church, how we scatter. But do we take the gospel with us? Or do we just <coughs> scatter? What do we do? You know what you do. I don't. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to love you. But I want to bring to your attention that we have to begin to do what Jesus is calling us to do. Amen? He did what he was called to do. He loved us ridiculously, relentlessly. He died for us. And soon he will rise for us so that the scripture may be fulfilled. In Matthew 27, 27 to 61 is the entire passion story and I was thinking about reading it all to you, but that's a lot of reading. I want you to write it down. I want you to read it on your own. You see, because what I did for Torn is I asked us all to think about something, something to fast from.
until Sunday. And Sunday morning we'll gather here and we'll have a, a brunch downstairs and we'll break the fast together. But maybe you can read this a few times. Maybe you can read these verses a few times over the weekend when you're struggling. When you're struggling and you're like, God, it's so hard. I'm hungry. God, I want to watch my electronics. God, I want to do this. Maybe you can go to these verses. And maybe you can share some time with the Father. Maybe you can take some minutes away from the busyness of the things that you want to do. Allie, were you able to grab that last video? Were you able to grab that last video that I emailed you? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> you see, it's important. It's important that Christ be the center of your life. That we live our life in praise and honor and worship to the Father. Amen? Let's see if this is going to work or not. How many of you guys have watched The Passion of the Christ? How many of you can ever get those pieces out of your mind? I'm going to bring them up again. I'm going to bring them up again. I think. <laughs> you see, I don't, I don't know what it takes. I don't know what it takes to get to the point where we comprehend what he did. Where we comprehend. Go ahead and hit play. Go ahead and hit play. <laughs> Go ahead and hit play. <laughs> it's Friday. Jesus is praying. Peter is asleep. Judas is betrayed. But suddenly.
He was crucified for our sins. Past, present, future. How will you choose to say thank you? Will you choose to live a life in gratitude to the Father, to the one who sent his son to go through that for us? I challenge each and every one of us to rise up to do something this year that you've never done, that you have felt God calling you to do and you've been scared to do it. You're like, no, no thanks, God. I ran for two years when I got the call to be a pastor. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. No. It's a solid no. No. But if God can do that for me and many like me, imagine what he can do for the rest of y'all. Imagine, imagine if you will, a life set on fire for the Savior, a life set on fire to follow and walk out the gospel truth in every step that you take. Some of us got to go home and apologize. Some of us got to go to work and say, I'm sorry. Some of us have to head down to the quickie mart and say, I'm sorry. Wherever it was. Living a life of confession and a life of repentance. Living a life filled with God's love as a life that will change the face of the world. Jesus did the hard work. What you gotta do ain't like that. So what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Amen. We need to praise the Lord. We need to praise the Lord. We need to serve the least, the last, the lost, and the lonely. What do you think about when you hear the least, the last, the lost, and the lonely? What's one thing that comes to mind? Need. Okay. Haiti. Haiti. Okay. What's that? Acceptance. Acceptance. Okay. Being a shoulder to lean on and an ear to hear. What does the least, the last, the lost, and the lonely look like? Kim nailed it. Yep. Take a look around. Look around the room. Look around the room and tell me somebody's entire history. You see, the cross of Christ is all-encompassing. It's accepting. It's inviting. But the church that calls itself the followers of Christ are not quite the same as Christ was. And again, it's not about condemnation. It's about realization. It's about understanding what happened in his death, burial, and his resurrection. You see, because Sunday is coming, and Jesus did rise, and we're going to celebrate 
But in that resurrected body, in that resurrected Savior comes our resurrected lives, comes the Holy Spirit. Remember when the boys were trying to tell Jesus, no, 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 don't go. And he's like, dude, if I don't go, you ain't going to get what's coming. What's coming? Strength, power, hope. The Holy Spirit, right? The ability to love on your brothers. The ability to lay hands on the sick and watch them get healed. Right? We have a stud of a gospel message. This thing should breed hope wherever it goes. There is no reason, no reason that people shouldn't know how beautiful our Savior is. No reason how beautiful the cross is. No reason to not know how beautiful God is. No reason to not know the power strength of the Holy Spirit. That it fills us. Amen? Amen. Allie, are we ready on those next two? Yep. Amen. So as we uh, jump back into worship, I'd like you guys to sing one worship song with us. Um, if you... Uh, if you got to get going, there's going to be two, but if you got to get going, I totally understand and I'm fine with that, but there's two coming up. And then don't forget to put it to prayer and see what God would have you fast. I was hoping you'd have that all figured out, not that you got to write me a note, but some of you didn't come last week because you were at other churches. That's awesome. But, uh, you know, think about it. And if God is calling you to that prayer, if he's calling you to the fast, if he's calling you to these things, figure it out. And then Sunday morning, join us again, if you can. But Sunday morning, we're going to have a, a light brunch with hams and all kinds of fruits and all kinds of stuff. I understand that everybody's got to go be with their family. That's a blessing. For those of you who don't have a family, maybe you can have a little bit bigger brunch. <laughs> right here. So, yep. Yeah. All right. I just want to tell you guys I love you. I'm proud of you. I'm thankful for you. And uh, let's, let's worship our Lord. <laughs>